Good morning. Good to be with you guys this morning. And uh, starting off into our Christmas season. Uh, man, that was good. Um, and appropriate. Uh, as we are starting into a Christmas series uh, based around uh, those names that we just sang about. Uh, we'll be talking about that in a few minutes, and I'm excited to get to do that. Uh, and uh, excited to get to be singing Christmas songs. I'm not one of those people, though, that like wants to sing Christmas songs in November, but I'm cool with it in December. And then I'm done in January, you know? Now, like these songs, I could probably be okay with singing, but, you know, because they're worship songs, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, we won't go too far with that. Somebody will get mad at me. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, uh, it's, it is, it's, it's awesome, and, and it feels like, I'm sure you feel this way too, hard to believe at the same time that it's already Christmas time and uh, that we're already talking about that and celebrating that and that this year is coming to a close and uh, had, a, had a great time at the Christmas parade yesterday. If you were there, uh, then you know. Uh, I, got to, I got to ride with uh, Penny uh, in his Jeep while we threw pennies from Penny to the children and the adults. Some of the adults ran for the pennies. Maybe some in particular ran too, too hard for the pennies. I'm not sure. But it was, it was if, if nothing else, just watching people's faces as pennies hit the ground and just like stare at it. Just like, what? That's not candy. So, pretty fun. Ruger was with us. He was throwing uh, packs of crackers at people and sometimes literally throwing them at them. Uh, so that was it was it was very entertaining. I could just promise you that. Oh uh, man, we uh, this uh, this Christmas season uh, we we were talking about you know what it looks like for us to celebrate Christmas and you know it, it's it's easy uh, as a pastor to get caught up in like you know how how am I going to put some kind of spin on Christmas or Easter or something like that. Uh, and I really try not to do that. I used to really get in my head about that. Uh, and, and many years ago, I finally just kind of like settled into the idea that like it's okay uh, to teach, you know, what we've taught before. Uh, and then every once in a while, it's like the Lord just kind of gives you something and just says, hey, check this out. And it's funny, like, you know, especially when you teach some of the same scriptures every year or whatever it may be, uh, that, you know, then all of a sudden you, you see like, uh, like this moment, this opportunity, this little nugget of something that maybe you've not really ever just taught that before. And, uh, and that's exactly, you know, kind of what we came to. In fact, if you've got a Bible and you want to get it out and you want to go with us, uh, we're going to the book of Isaiah. And if you don't have a Bible, our ushers have Bibles, uh, and they'd be glad to bring one to you. Just throw your hand up. And if you don't own a Bible, uh, you can keep that one. We'd love for you to have it. Uh, but uh, the book of Isaiah in chapter 9 is this... Uh, I, you know, to me, such a famous passage of Scripture for us uh, that we see uh, over and over uh, throughout this season especially, um, and we just sing about it. And, uh, you know, in this passage of Scripture, uh, Isaiah 9, verse 6, uh, we have this one verse, and, and our whole series, our whole Christmas series is based on this one verse and so, um, you know, it's a far cry from like, hey, we're going to walk through somebody's life or a whole book or, you know, whatever it may be. And in this verse, um, we see this gift that is to come that we celebrate every Christmas. And it says this in Isaiah 9, 6, it says, For to us 
a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now this, this passage you know, brings, brings about four names uh, that we see here, and uh, uh, we're going to talk uh, through the next several weeks about these four names. That's what we're going to study on. Uh, and this week, we're talking about uh, Christ came as the wonderful counselor um, and is our wonderful counselor. We're going to talk about a little bit about what that's for. I feel like to kind of jump into that uh, before we go too far, we've got to talk a little bit about the rest of the verse, uh, you know, to lead into the whole thing. And uh, if you look at Isaiah 9, 6, you see right there at the very beginning, it says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government... Uh, shall be upon his shoulder. And so right there at the very beginning it says four, and, and not to go too far back into this, and I'll let you maybe do some studying on your own even, uh, but basically leading up to uh, this verse in chapter 9, the things that it's talking about before, uh, you know, are events that have a cause. And, and so that four, that word four is pointing back to uh, the other verses that came before it here in chapter 9. Uh, <clears throat> and we see this for to us, a child is born. And, and there's all these things that it talks about in that chapter. And I'm going to let you go check those things out on your own. And you can do a little study on that uh, if you want to take some time to do that. And I don't think that you would be sad that you did it. Uh, and you'll see that God intervened in the whole world, in all of history, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. Uh, so then we have the to us part of that. We're going to come back and talk about that uh, here in just a little while. But then we have uh, this emphasis uh, of a child being born. Uh, this position of emphasis, uh, this promise that a child is coming. Uh, and the coming child, a son, is the embodiment of Emmanuel. And we know Emmanuel because we see Emmanuel come up actually before this passage in the book of Isaiah. So in the book of Isaiah, chapter 7, verse 14, we have this passage, just one verse, uh, and it says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Emmanuel. And that, in case you've forgotten or have never heard, that word, that name means God with us. God with us. Which is a theological statement that, that God himself gave us in Scripture to understand what was going to happen. And, and you know, it's funny because, you know, we look back and, and we get to see the whole of Scripture, so to speak, and we look back and we see, you know, uh, all these people that we kind of feel like are knuckleheads or like where are their brains at or whatever when, you know, Jesus comes. And, you know, it's real easy for us to go, oh, you know, I can't believe they didn't see that he was the Son of God and all this kind of stuff and God himself. But the truth is, is they were so worked up politically, sound familiar, uh, so worked up politically that, uh, that all they could think about was like a king that was going to come and save them. And so when when the words king and things like that were being used to talk about Jesus being the king of the Jews and all these things, you know, they just were so like, oh, he's going to be the guy that saves us politically. 
And Jesus wasn't coming to do that. That wasn't Jesus' goal. Uh, and, and so, you know, if they had been paying attention to Scripture, they would have understood, if they could have put the dots together, so to speak, uh, they would have understood uh, that Emmanuel was coming, that God himself was coming. And, and this, was, this was hard for many people, and still hard today for a lot of people, to really grasp you know, and put their minds around the fact that Jesus isn't just the Son of God, He is God. And that there's this crazy thing called the Trinity, you know, this, that there's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and that they are all God and all one, which is crazy, I know. But, but man, when, when you start to see the Scriptures play out, and you see the pieces of that puzzle play out, and you see Jesus come, and you see his ministry play out, and all the things that he did, I mean, it's obvious he's God, the things that he did. Emmanuel, God with us. And so there was this inkling that there was a child coming, and that this child would be Emmanuel, God himself, to come with us. Now, uh, as it goes on, it says, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. And so right there, another theological statement that's being made is that, that the Father is sending His Son, why? It says right there, to us. To us. He's doing this for us. He didn't need to do this for Himself. He didn't, you know, the Father didn't need to do this to make Himself feel good about things. You know, sometimes we're guilty of doing good things because we want ourselves to feel better, you know, which is not necessarily the, the intent or why we should be doing anything. Uh, but uh, in, in this situation, you know, God, God's not guilty of that. God saw our need from the beginning of time. If you go back to the book of Genesis and you see that there will be a, uh, a stamping out of the serpent with the heel and all these things. I mean, this is all leading like from the very beginning and understanding that God already knew that we would fall. And that when we fell, that He would need to intervene and there would need to be some way to purchase our sins, some way to forgive us. And that we wouldn't be able to do it ourselves because we would be sinners. And we would need Him to do something. We would need Him to offer the perfect sacrifice. And there in turn, we got Jesus. The perfect, no sin, sacrificial Lamb. And so Jesus came to us. Back to the very beginning. For to us, a child is born. And to us, a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And the government shall be on his shoulder is just making a statement, and I'm sure, I'm sure they probably ran with this a lot of different ways, but the statement that's being made there is that he will be more powerful than anyone, and all governments will bow down to him in the end no matter what. You know, and, and the idea of that, I'm sure for some of them, was like, oh, here comes our king. This is the guy we've been waiting for. He's going to cut taxes. You know? He's going he's gonna to hire more police officers. You know? Right? Not, not what Jesus came to do. What Jesus came to do was he came to be those four names that we see here at the very end. The first one we start with today, Wonderful Counselor. Wonderful Counselor. Um, 
I consider it a blessing. Many pastors do not. I have many pastor friends of mine that tell me they absolutely hate counseling. I consider counseling a blessing. I, uh, I somewhat enjoy doing it. I enjoy getting to sit with people and hear what's going on in their lives and, and try to help them a little bit here and there. And, and I get lots of opportunities to do that. Uh, and then in some situations, uh, I, you know, there's uh, moments where I know this, these folks or this person or whatever, they need, you know, they need to go to someone that does counseling for a living, a professional counselor, and, and we send them on that way too. Uh, but one of the things about a counselor is, you know, good counselors, you know, are, are special. You know, they, they do things, uh, you know, because you can, I mean, it's just like, it's like any other occupation. You can have a good counselor. Or you can have a bad counselor, okay? And some of you probably had, you know, maybe some of you have been to counseling, maybe some of you had some bad counselors along the way. I don't know. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to dog anybody in the, in the deal here. But, I mean, if you got somebody that's like falling asleep on you while you're talking to them, not a good situation, you know? Like either you're not that interesting or they've got a problem. It's, you know, it's one or the, one or the other. Uh, it's probably they've got a problem. Uh, you know, but this this passage leads us to an understanding uh, of of who God is and who Jesus is in coming to be this wonderful counselor. In fact, first of all, the word wonderful in the scriptures uh, at this point in time would have been understood to also mean supernatural. Supernatural. So now we're talking about like we're talking about like superhero, superpower, supernatural trumps all of those okay you know kind of kind of an idea but like not just like a not just a counselor but supernatural counselor like because we just hear wonderful and we're like okay well that's that's cool he must be good you know no no (laughs) he's the best he's the best okay and and I think that that's worth noting and I think it's worth noting because a good counselor uh, is someone who can listen right you know one, one of the things in counseling is, you know, uh, people say, oh, it must be so hard to counsel people or whatever. And to be honest with you, if I, if I had time to, like, sit down and teach people how to do it, it's really, not, it's really not that hard. The majority of counseling is, like, asking questions and listening. So I pose a question, and then you just let it lie. And sometimes you can just, like, stare at them. Like, they're, like either they're thinking about it or they don't want to answer the question or whatever, and I'll just go, You know, I mean, I, I don't care. I, I, can, I, can, I can win any staring contest. Ask my children um, or the kids from sixth grade. Uh, you know, so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's one of those things. But, you know, a great counselor listens. They hear from the person. If you, if you don't know anything about the situation, how are you supposed to speak into it? And the beauty, the beauty of Jesus is not only is he a great counselor, but he knows everything about the situation. You can't tell him something he doesn't know about the situation. He knows the stuff that you're not telling your earthly counselor about the situation. Supernatural counselor. The interesting thing is, as I've studied a little bit on this, there's kind of talk about you know, is this talking about Jesus being a supernatural counselor, or is it talking about Jesus giving supernatural counsel? And I'm like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's both. <laughs> like, you know, he is a supernatural counselor, 
and I think he gives supernatural counsel, you know, and, 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 it's, and it's this understanding he has divine wisdom, you know, he has divine wisdom. I don't know if you're like me, but I, I see people pose questions sometimes to, to different things. Maybe it's something I'm working on or something like that. And, uh, and I'll think to myself, you know, I need to know the answer to that question too. I bet I, bet I may run into something like that or whatever. And, uh, and so, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll click the thread, you know. You know, Deb, Deb, Hank, uh, you know, Deb Kulik has this, has, this, uh, has this saying. She's like, never, never read the comments, Right. And it's like, you know, don't, just don't read the comments. Like, you know, when you see one of these posts from like the Tennessean or your local, you know, whatever news station or something, and it's like, you know, it's just, it's, and it's always, it's clickbait, let's face it. And, you know, and, and it's like sometimes we just can't help ourselves. We're like, click comments, you know. And then it's like, oh, holy moly, here we've got a, something going on right here, right? And, uh, but, you know, I, I want to learn sometimes too, you know, in good ways about, you know, what's going on with something. You know, the truth is, is that God knows all things. Jesus knows all things about us. And He created us. And I talk about this all the time, but I, I really think that we just forget that in the fact alone that Jesus being our Creator, He knows more about us than we know about ourselves. And, and just that statement ought to help us to understand that like, if we can't trust Him, we're not, we're not trusting anybody in the right way. I mean, we, we've got to trust Him with everything, knowing that He cares for us. He, he came for us. A good counselor is somebody who's not quick to judge us. Jesus loves us. Is there judgment? Yes, there is judgment. But you know what? God still loves us. He still cares for us. And, and as Scripture teaches us, while we were still sinners, Christ died for the ungodly. He died, he died for us. While we were still sinners. Not after we got all of our junk together. He died for us when we had our backs turned on Him. A good counselor is someone who gives good, sound advice. Well, I mean, if you've got divine wisdom... I don't know if we're going to find better advice. A good counselor isn't falling asleep on the job. A good counselor isn't going to lie to us. He loves us. He cares for us. His truth is exactly that. And sometimes it's not what we want to hear. Sometimes it's what we need to hear. As you see through the book of Isaiah, there's this amazing story going on of the time in history there, uh, including you know Ahaz who was in power and all these things, and you know and and so there's there's mention of him throughout this, and in the midst of that, you know one of the things that we get uh, is you know the little bit of like you know well there's leadership here and then there's coming under God's leadership and some of those kinds of things. And, and interestingly enough, you know, uh, as good of a ruler that he may have been, uh, like all the rulers that we've met or known along the way, um, you know, still Jesus is much more intelligent. He's a much better leader. In fact, he's much more caring. But beyond that, he doesn't, he's not limited to only having human capabilities. So then comes the question, who needs a counselor? 
Who needs counseling? Who, who, who needs counseling? This is an interesting question because I have a lot of people talk to me about counseling because they know I do it, know that I, you know, send people to counseling too. And as, and as time has gone on, you know, people will talk to me and go, well, I don't know that we need counseling, but we probably need to talk to somebody. I'm like, okay, we'll call it whatever you want to. We'll have a hangout at the office. How about that? Would you rather do it at the shop or my house or, you know, whatever works? I don't really care, you know? And, and so, yeah, we, we, we have, you know, a lot of people have this like, you know, oh, that's not, not for me or whatever. But the truth is I think that we, we all need counseling. If you don't think you need counseling, that means that your pride is like level 100, okay? And that you would never listen to anybody to give guidance into your life about literally anything, okay? So you can just kind of go ahead and put the I don't need counseling thing aside, uh, you know, who needs counseling? Somebody needs guidance. Somebody feeling lonely. Someone looking for answers. Someone struggling in relationships. Someone struggling with addiction. Someone struggling with sin. Someone who is mourning. Someone who lost their way. Someone needing to make a plan. Someone needing a friend. I think those are all good reasons for us to pay close attention to the fact that we desperately need Jesus every day of our life and quit looking to Him for some sort of fire insurance. You know, Jesus saves us for all eternity. There's no doubt about that. And Yes, He saves us from the pits of hell. But the truth is, is that there's so much more that happens when we come to know Christ and we become a Christian and, and He has forgiven us of our sin is not only is our eternity changed and we, given, we are given His righteousness, uh, you know, we're, we're, given, we're given all of this other. We're given this amazing Savior who has done so much for us. Not only did He just take the cross, not only did He just beat the grave, he came to be our counselor. He came to lead us. He came to guide us. He came to give us direction in life. He came to, to make our purpose real. That's amazing. It's amazing. Isaiah 28, 29 says this. It says, this, all, this also comes from the Lord of hosts. He is wonderful in counsel and Excellent, check this out, in wisdom. He is wonderful in counsel and excellent in wisdom. Such an amazing thought. You know, that, that Jesus is there for us all the time. He cares for us all the time. He wants, he wants to speak into our lives. He wants to affect our lives. He wants to change our lives. And the truth is, is the more time we spend with Him, the more He is able to lead us. When He first came, He brought words of eternal life. And when He comes again, He will rule with perfect wisdom. That's what Christ is doing for us. When He first came... He brought words of eternal life. When He comes again, He will rule with perfect wisdom. So why wouldn't we let Him be our counselor? That's the question that I get a lot, you know, when I'm sending people to, like, uh, counselors that counsel for a living, 
professionals, um, you know, they're like, well, you know, who do you recommend? And now, and I've, I've honestly got like four or five people I recommend. And depending upon even sometimes the situation or maybe where you live or something, I'll, I'll you know, by, you know, some of those things say, well, I would recommend this person. I, I'd really, I think they could really help you. I think these people could help you, know, whatever. And, uh, you know, it's interesting. And it's interesting because, you know, any of us in general, when we decide, if you're like me, and maybe you're not, maybe you just take the first thing that comes along or whatever. But if you're like me, you know, I want to make sure that if I'm going to have something done, I want somebody that is really good at what they do. If I'm going into surgery, if I'm having an engine worked on, I want the best. Don't we want the best, right? Jesus is the best. He's, he's got the best counsel for us. He loves us. He cares for us. He's, he's invested in us. The Lord being our counselor corresponds to our need for wisdom and guidance. It corresponds to our need for wisdom and guidance. We need him to lead us. We can't do this on our own. We're kidding ourselves if we think we can do this on our own. We know better than that. And his counsel is wonderful. The Lord has better advice for us than literally anybody on the planet. You know, so I, I don't know if you're like me. You've got those certain people that you always call. I call it phone a friend. You hear me say that from time to time. You know, totally stolen from who wants to be a millionaire. That's okay. The idea that we have these people that we always call to tell us what to do in moments of craziness, you know, that idea. You know, the truth is, is that Jesus wants to be that for us. And maybe, that, maybe, maybe this week, maybe today, when something happens and, and, and you just immediately go, well, I've got to call so-and-so about that. I've got to find out what I need to do. You may, you may just stop for just a moment and, and, and say, you know what? I'm going to pray about this for just a minute. I'm going to pray. Maybe there's even something that God will lay in my heart from his word, from his scriptures that I could go and look at. So then we come back around to the very first part of Isaiah 9, verse 6. Very first part of Isaiah 9, 6, what did it say? It said, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given. To us. To us. And that's what, that's what Christmas, that's what we celebrate at Christmas time, is we celebrate the coming of Christ. The coming of a child being born in a manger. We celebrate that. That's what Christmas is about. To us he came. To us a child is born. To us a son is given. Well, I want to read to you a passage out of the book of John. John 1, verse 9. And it says this. It says, The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh 
and dwelt among us. And we have seen His glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And there's our Savior. There's Jesus, who's come to His own people and they didn't know Him. And not only did He come, but He came that, it says in verse 12, for all who would receive Him, who believed in His name, He gave the right to become children of God. For to us, a child is born. For to us, a child is born who would in turn give us the right to become children of God. How ironic is that? I mean, gee, I mean God could have done this 50,000 different ways. I mean, you ever think about that? Like, he chose this way, you know? It wasn't like accident put him in Bethlehem, you know? It wasn't accident, you know, that you know, that's played out the way he did. I mean, he could have been like, I'm gonna, Jesus, I'm going to send you down as a full-grown man. And he'd be like, all right, make me like Thor. You know? I mean, he could have, I mean, he could have done this any number of ways. But he chose every piece of the way that he came on purpose with reason. Every single piece just that he would humble himself to come as a child and then offer for us to also become children of God. Now, I don't know about you, but I spent a lot of my life trying to be a kid again. I'm just going to be honest. Maybe you're not honest with yourself about it, but I, I, you know, or maybe you just don't like to have fun. I don't know. Whatever. But for me, I spent a lot of my life trying to be a kid again. I am interested in things that I was interested in as a kid. And some of you would be like, Chris, you just need to grow up. You're probably right. But the truth is, is that, you know, we do. We pursue the thought of like things that make us happy, things that we once enjoyed, things that we know we could enjoy again. And in the middle of all that, I think to myself, what an amazing thing it is that, you know, that God not just sent his son as a child, a, a baby born in a manger, humbling himself into this world uh, to literally lay down, you know, all these things, to go through all these things and whatnot. Uh, to the point of death, even death on a cross, uh, if you want to go Philippians on it in the whole bit, you know, and, and then not only that, but he calls us to become children as well. You ever thought about that? And, and the truth is, is that he could have called us to become like, you know, equals or something. But he didn't do that. Because that's not what we need. <laughs> We don't need to be equals. We don't need to be gods. We need to be a part of that family, but we don't need to lead it because we would totally jack that junk up. And we know we would. And it's just another reminder of how desperately we need Jesus. And what a beautiful thing that Jesus came for all who would receive him, all believed who believed in his name, he gave right to become children of God. And that may be you today. Maybe you're here today. Maybe you've never believed in Jesus. But I'm here today to tell you that Jesus is the way. 
And He loves you and He cares for you. And He wants to be your wonderful counselor. He wants to guide you in this life. He has purpose for you. He cares about you. He's invested in you. He created you. Okay? Like He already knows all the things, so when you go to counseling with Him, you don't have to spend the first three hours like spitting out everything you've done wrong. He's like, yeah, I know, I know. You know, yeah, you confess it to me. I do that. That's good. It's good for our souls for us to do that with the Lord. But the truth is, is He knows it. And we have this. He gave the right to become children of God who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. You see, God is intervening in our lives to save us. And, and that's where I'll just say today, if you feel like God's speaking to your heart today, don't ignore that. Listen to that. That's the whole purpose in which Jesus came. The whole purpose in which Jesus came. And it's a great peace in part, and, and really the great peace in part, of the mission that He has given us as believers that we would love Him, but that we would love others. Now listen, it, loving others isn't just about like being the Salvation Army. If we lose sight of evangelism, I heard, I heard uh, Ray Ortland said this. He said, uh, you know, if, if we as Christians are not uh, ev- uh, evangelists, then we're pretending to be Christians. God has called us to tell others about who He is. This is like one of the greatest pieces of our lives and our calling and our mission. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us is this reminder that God Himself came down, came to us, dwelt among us, humbled Himself, and that we have seen the glory, glory as of the Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. To us, we were given the greatest counselor of all time. He ministers to our needs. He listens. He offers us grace. He brings the truth of our salvation. The truth of our sin. He comes to do the work of the Father. More, with more knowledge than anyone, but especially on the subject of us. And He has supernatural wisdom. I mean, we couldn't get a better counselor. To us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. Just the one we needed, the one to save us, the most wonderful counselor of all time. Let's pray. God, you are truly amazing in how much you care for us and love us sending Christ for us, Your only Son, purposely to show us Your care and Your love for us. Thank You. Thank You, Lord, for that. God, I pray today that as we continue to worship You, God, that as we continue to sing to You even, God, I just pray that our hearts would mirror the heart that You have for us. God, Your care, Your love for us. God, we are grateful. And as we sing, God, I pray, Lord, that You would hear and feel the love that we have for You coming right back to You. God, thank You for Jesus.
Thank You for the sacrifice made. Lord, to bring us into a family, bringing us back to being children, Lord, by sending a child. God, thank You for all that You do for us. Lord, thank You for allowing us to tap into the divine wisdom that You have by allowing us to take You on as our counselor. God, counsel, lead us, guide us in all the things that we do, God. And as we enter into this Christmas season, God, may we be reminded, Lord, of the amazing things that you've done for us. God, thank you for our wonderful counselor. Thank you for Jesus. It's in his name we pray all this. Amen.